Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Hello, beautiful human. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out at the Here to Be podcast. Whether this is the first or the many, deeply appreciated as always. And we say that a lot, but it's from the depth of my heart. It's meant to be. And um, thinking about the idea that I had for the podcast today, this ties into the sensation. What I wanted to bring forward and hold a little space for today was the idea or getting curious around allowing darkness to breathe or creating space for darkness to be. Go with me here, (laughs) go with me here. Um, We're so conditioned to, in our society, to be addicted to the light, to always think that it's about good vibrations, that it's about moving when something feels painful, when we feel uncomfortable, when there is any kind of suffering or heavy or dark emotion that the, the, what we need to do is get out of it and move to it as if feeling those things aren't a part of the normal human condition as, as if those emotions or those sensations, because there's a difference between somatic sensations and emotions. And I'll, I'll circle back to that in just a minute, because I don't want to lose this thought, but as if those things are less than as if those things deserve to be shamed, to be blamed, to be for us to feel guilty around because we're not able to access what this lightness means as if that lightness or the ability to be in the lighter space, higher vibrational space, whatever words you want to use to that, as if that is a status that we have, as if that means that we are more spiritual, if that means we've done more of the work, if that means we've dug into it. I actually really, really, really beg to differ. I think that for us who are open to this idea or even curious about it, or just continue to listen because it's intriguing to you, For those who are able to sit in darkness and let it be, and eventually transition out, but on a timeline that is of the bodies and not of the egos or societies telling us, that is me, that is what I'm striving for. And so when I welcome you into this podcast and say how deeply grateful that I am for you, whether it's again, your first or your hundredth or to whatever episode, listen, what I mean by that is when I look at the evolution of this podcast, when I look at the version of myself that it was when I started it and what I was going through at that stage in my life and towards about the halfway point, when shit in my life really hit the fan. And there was a lot of darkness. And in how that came up, we came up, there was lightness, there was spaciousness. And truthfully and honestly, right now, a season of my life where it's been, it's been one of those darker seasons. And so to say to you, thank you for being on this journey is also thanking you for noticing the cycles in me of when I haven't always been in light energy. I haven't spoken light language. I haven't 
been a bubbly, shiny little sprig of a whateverness. And I appreciate that because I honor that in you as well. I don't accept that we all should be in that way. And I don't think that's something that we should strive for. I think it's something we're told to do. And when we feel these sensations coming in, noticing what's kind of happening throughout the body, I said, you know, there's a difference between a somatic experience or somatic language and an emotion. What I mean by that is emotion, anger, grief, sadness, despair, loss, um, pain, joy, bliss, all the things, right? Like our emotional wheel and a somatic experience. I am feeling rigid. I am feeling tension in my body. I am shaking. I feel nauseous. Those are somatic experiences. And then we have emotions and they're intertwined and they're tied together and they're hard to weed apart, but know that they can both be there as well. And talking about the both being there, speaking into duality, our world, our earth, our nature is duality. It is a cycle. There are seasons of birth and there are seasons of death. There are seasons of light, daytime. There are seasons of darkness, nighttime. There are longer seasons, especially depending on where you're at in the world, where I'm at in the world, we are transitioning into fall and knowing that the beginning of that is a little bit more vibrant and then everything dies away. And that season of winter is a prolonged period of darkness for many, like physically, actually it's like dark until 9am and dark at like 3pm. And what that means, what we get to do, what that is calling into us to do. It's been repeated on here. You can probably take a little ticker tape and count how many times I've said to you or with a guest or in conversation around that I also don't subscribe to the space when we're talking about lightness and dark, that we immediately have to go to a space that says, Well, we get to embrace the dark because there are lessons here and everything happens for a reason. This is happening for you and not to you. All fucking dismissive. So fucking dismissive in my book. Can still be truthful. There can be, you can fully believe in truth in that and you can fully disregard that or you can sip in truths of that. Oftentimes those are things that in retrospect, looking back, sure, absolutely, I believe that to be true. In the moment though, it's taking away from what is. So I wanna be really careful that we're not confusing this piece because though I don't believe that everything happens for a reason, I do believe that there are lessons in everything that happens. And I do believe that we get to get curious around what is here and use it to move forward not immediately move out of, not immediately move to the light, but move forward. Forward in darkness might still be forward in darkness. Forward in darkness might be to the light. I don't know, maybe darkness is on the left and light is to the right. So forward is still just dark. That's just like me using my hands and explaining that, but really going with that, like being open to what that means. And this month, it is really important to me to speak into this this a month through the month of October. This is a theme that the release membership group is breathing into. The theme is actually allowing darkness to breathe, just as likely the title of this episode is going to be. And I just recorded the meditation and the integrative breathwork session, as well as the embodiment practice for that group. And I just 
needed to end that Zoom, make sure that my audio actually worked because it wasn't working yesterday when I did it. And, and guess what? It was in a dark space. So it probably wasn't the stuff that was needed to do. So what did I learn? Don't record then and record when you feel a little more grounded and centered. And then you finish that and you know that that's to the best service that I could give to whoever is going to receive it. And then I can record this episode for you. Information for release and any way to work with me is always listed in the show notes. This is something that we I dive into a lot individually with any of my one-on-one breathers or somatic patients as well. It's this idea that we, how do we hold that, right? How do we get comfortable or cure, even get open to being comfortable with holding space for some of the dark, for some of the heaviness? Because when we're in it alone, when I have been in that space and it feels lonely, I know that there's, I'm so grateful and thankful that I've always lived in a space in my life where I have incredible support, but it is a very lonely space. It is an extremely lonely space. So knowing that, what I wish that I could tell myself then, but I know now, so going forward, I can use it. Again, I learned a lesson and that is, those would have been really prime times to have support from somebody who had a awareness of that, who wasn't trying to bypass or wasn't pushing their agenda on me to feel better, to do better, to just breathe through it and move through it and then go on. No, no, no. I wish that I would have had someone in my corner at that point in time, not just a, not family or friend. I'm speaking of somebody who I would invest in. And that would have been a mutual exchange for me who could hold me in that and remind me that I'm safe in those dark places. When my mind tells me that I'm not, that my body is. Because truth be told, what we don't speak, what we don't feel, what doesn't complete its process in us, we store. The body remembers that. It's the evolution of how the body works. The body is always trying to keep us safe. So the body knows that there's inherent wisdom there and that it didn't complete the process, but it's really not a fault of the body It's actually, and I don't even want to say fault. It's not a miscommunication of the body. It's the mind overriding that. It's our ego overriding that. So we get to hold grace and compassion for that. But having somebody to hold me in that and say, hey, Megan, man, you're you're carrying this. You're holding this already. You're just stuffing it down. You're suppressing it down. No surprise after this experience extremely painful season that I had like two and a half years of some gut issues. Look at where we stuff in store. Look at our digestive system who actually sorts what we're going to keep to nourish, what we're going to get rid of for waste. And like, what doesn't really work in there. We're going to put in these little tiny pockets of our digestive tract. Crazy how the body works. Um, but what that would be is Megan, if you have been walking around carrying this, whether you're suppressing it or not carrying it, but your mind tells you you're not strong enough to feel it. That's a lie. You're feeling it all the time. Your nervous system is feeling it and responding to it all the time. If you create a space where you are held, where you know you're safe, whether somebody to witness your experience and make sure that you are titrating in that, keeping you safe, you can go in and be in the depths of that. And then eventually let that process go and move forward 
and transition into a lighter space, transition into the day, transition into a different season where there is freshness, where there is openness. And so the offerings that I shared with the membership community were really creating some quiet space to scan through and notice what their relationship with darkness is. That could be physical or emotional pain. That could be grief or sadness. That could be anger. It's another one that we often clench into. And where do you notice those in the body? I also know that this is an extremely loaded question to ask sometimes. Because when this was first asked to me, I was like, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me stupid questions that I don't know. I've been escaping my body my whole life. You expect me to know where anger lives in my body? It's just here. <laughs> like it probably lived in my sassy little jaw who was snapping back at the person who asked me the dumb question at the time. Um, so knowing that too, that that's a way to start to understand in somatic work, we're understanding the language of our body. We're speaking the same language of our body, not just of our thoughts. And so starting to say like, oh, right. Like hmm, my low back is really tense. When was my low back tense like this before? Um, another really common one I noticed this, like this was a piecing together to me recently. And this might be like a ton of information you don't care about, but you're going to get it. Um, my sweat, I will smell my sweat. And I know when that happens that my body is extremely stressed out. I know that to be true. I remember the other times when that was. And so like, yeah, it's a weird thing to note, but it's something that I know. And so starting to get curious about like, oh, this has been happening, this injury, this, um, this strained muscle, this pull, this tension, this ruminating thought keeps coming up. This inner knowing keeps coming up time and time again. What is it landing into and where is it requesting that I spend some time with? And so first getting curious about maybe where some of those things land in your body. Or maybe you just know that the emotion's there and you don't have to be in the body right now, right? We're titrating, we're not forcing anything. But getting really clear with and how that shows up for you in those spaces. And then as you get clear with that, starting to notice where you have, what thoughts track that, what emotions track that. Is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it blame? Is it fear? Is it a forcefulness to get out? Is it just a complete numbness, a complete suppression of that? All of these are giving you information. All of these are giving you information. And as we invite in and descend into the darkness, it's some of the working of Francis Wellers, who I'm a huge fan of. I highly recommend his teachings, his audio recordings, his books. He's so powerful. And this is a really, really big part of what he speaks on is really our descent into darkness and honoring that and what that looks for us and why it's actually a part of our human condition. He uses um, in one of his audio recordings, like this, it's his, this is our initiation and several cultures from all sorts of generations and all sorts of different landscapes of the earth, different cultures use in initiation, which often involves some things of darkness, some things of heaviness to transition you into a next phase of life. And again, when you're not in it, it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of cool. When you're in it, it's like, I don't, I don't really fucking care. This just sucks. <laughs> and let it suck. Let, let it fully, fully suck and let it be there. But knowing as you start to move forward and move through that and allow those processes to just breathe, right? Allowing that darkness to just breathe, allowing it to be felt, allowing it to take up some space, giving it some time and space. 
And the last thing that I want to speak into is how I ended the breathwork session for them. And um, a really important piece that I want to make sure that I drive home is remembering that we also have free will in this, that we don't have to be, you don't have to be a pawn in our experiences, our emotions, the sensations. You have free will in deciding when you want to examine that, when you want to dive into that, and when you need to create a boundary because you have to get up and go to work the next day. You have to record a podcast. You have to be with your kids. You have to go to, you have to get out of bed and go to the grocery store. And so I can't tend to this in this minute, but it's also a very loving and mutual agreement that there will be tending to not using that as a passive, like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Cause eventually it's going to pop up when you really don't have time for it. So knowing that you can also say, I'm going to spend five minutes with my darkness today or with not even mine, right? I can get rid of that, uh, ownership language. I'm going to spend five minutes with darkness today. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my day. And every day I'm going to spend five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It's another part of Francis Weller's teaching. He uses this around grief is being with your grief, being with the darkness, being with any of that, any worry, stress, anxiety, any of these things, actually being with them, giving them a time frame to allow them to come forward and be expressed. And then maybe breathe, then maybe shake and move your body, rid some of that excess energy, put your feet in the ground, give it to the earth, wash your hands, wash it go down the drain, but giving it a time and space to be. And again, if that sounds scary and that feels unmanageable or untethering for you, especially if it's tied to really heavy past experiences or traumas, that is where I would really highly invite you to invite somebody else in the process to hold you in that. They're not going to do it for you. I wish that I could. Um, hopefully your practitioner doesn't think that because then that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, they might not make it better, but they will create a loving, regulated and safe container. That's always the point they are looking for. Is it a loving, regulated and safe container for me to be fully in the experience that I need to be in? And then close that boundary or create a boundary so I can feel stabilized and safe leaving the experience or have ways, if I'm not, to come back into some kind of regulation for self to move forward. And so curious for you, how this felt, what came up for you, what was real, what felt like a foreign concept, what felt dismissive, what felt scary as fuck, what felt really truthful or understanding and just taking time to notice that sending you so much light so much love always thank you so much for being here and for listening i cannot tell you enough how grateful i am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild this wild ride If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in. And I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. 
sending you light and love always. <laughs>